Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for such a beautiful day. God, we thank you, Lord God, for, God, the blessings of being able to come to your house of prayer. God, we thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity, Lord God, to arise from a bed, Lord God, that kept us good and warm and comfortable through the night. God, in a house, Lord God, that kept the cold and the winds from us. God, we thank you, Lord God, for the so many blessings in our lives, Father, Lord God. That God, we so often take them for granted. But Lord, just like the breath we breathe that is given by you, Lord God, if we miss a breath, one single breath, God, for just a moment, we're going to know about it. So help us, Lord God, to always be as mindful as we possibly can. God, of your great blessings upon us in life. For Father, in doing so, God, we will learn to praise you even so much the more. For your word tells us to praise you in everything. And God, we know in doing so, Father, in praising you, Lord, God, not only do we give you the glory, but Father, Lord God, it helps us to know that when the circumstances or trials come, God, instead of moving our focus, Lord God, or or getting overwhelmed, Father, we will praise you in the storm of whatever it might be, so much so that we know whatever we're going through, your word says you're there with us, never to leave us nor forsake us, Father. God, your word will be that anchor that we need in the trial, Lord God, God, that we go through. So, Father, help us, Lord God, to realize just how important it is to praise you, to give you thanks. God, we thank you for that. And God, we know, Lord God, that as we go through the issues and the trials of life, Lord God, and the requests that we have heard today, God, we're simply reminded that this world, Lord God, is temporary. God, that we are sojourners, Lord, seeking a country whose builder and maker is God. Help us, Lord God, that as we seek that country, Lord God, we can be enthused by the fact of where we're going because we know who holds tomorrow. God, we don't have a clue of what it may bring, but we know that you've got it under control. God, regardless of whether we live or die, we are with you. You are with us. So, Father, we thank you for that. And, God, we just ask it of you to help us, Lord God, and for everyone here that's going through, Lord God, a difficulty in their lives right now, and whatever it might be, Father, help them to know that you're the God of all creation, that you can handle it, Father. You're the God of all comfort. So, Father, today, God, I thank you, Lord God, that as long as you are in control... God, we can be comfortable. God, and we thank you for that. We can know, Lord God, that everything is going to be okay. Lord, I thank you for all those visiting with us today. And I thank you, Lord God, for your spirit, Lord God, that we feel already today. And and the power, Lord God, that's within this place. God, may it be magnified by us today, giving you praise, honor, and glory. In Christ's name we pray. And amen. I want to read to you today out of the book of uh, Acts, fourth chapter. Desire your prayers. And the songs that they sung there just now about taking a stand. And the fear is a liar goes right along with the thoughts that I have 
that God's placed on my heart for a message today. And so I want us to um, understand who we are. You know, there's a lot of people today in, in the world that are become very bold in their position of their life. Maybe what they stand for or what they want to have happen. They've become very bold and outspoken about it. But it seems like the church has gone silent in so many ways. In the place where God gave power to be bold is the church. So I want to challenge each and every one of us today as we speak to you through the inspiration and the reading of His Word. But I'd like to speak to you today on being bold in the Lord and what it takes. Okay? And you might say, well, I, I thought we were to be meek and we are not. You know what? People, meekness is not weakness. Meekness is being bold and knowing when there's a time to speak and when there's a time not to speak. Meekness is letting the power within you speak for you at times. But there is a time when we should not and must not be silent. And I want to share with you a time such as that. Uh, a fourth chapter. <clears throat> okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead you up to kind of like where we're at. We know in, in Acts chapter 1, we know there that um, uh, we see the ascension of Jesus Christ, okay? And, and where he te- tells us then, and uh, he told us that uh, as he went up, he said, and when he had spoken these things, this is right after the Holy... But you shall receive power. I start in verse 8. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, that, and you shall be witnesses. Witnesses of the power that you received. Now understand that. We are to be witnesses of the power that we have received. Not just those people, but it continues on. So that's you and I. Both in Jerusalem and Judea and in Samaria and the other most part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, he was ascended up into heaven, okay? And, and, and the men said uh, in shining white apparel, why you see he's standing, he's going to come again. But I want, I want to just hit on that, that this power is going to come. When you receive this power, we can do great things. And guess what? So then we have the day of Pentecost where Peter is gathered and the other 11, Matthias being the other, have gathered now and he starts to preach in a great boldness and may I tell you this is yes the same Peter who wasn't very bold just a few months before this Okay, wasn't very bold at all and so much so right after he told the Lord Jesus he would die for him he said I don't know who you're talking about so much so that he even cursed the fact as he said that, he cursed at that to try to drive a point home. I guess. God reminded him of his weakness through a rooster, did he not? But, so, but it's this same Peter who went and hid. It's this same Peter who, who said that he loved him, but where was the boldness when it was needed? It's this same Peter now that when Jesus Christ arose on that third and appointed morning, 
It's this same Peter now who received something, who got something. And now he's at this day of Pentecost, as we would call it. And in verse uh, chapter 2, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, uh, they were with all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them uh, cloven tongues, uh, like as a fire, and it set each upon them, and they were filled, listen now, with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. May I share also, as a, if you read just the next several verses there, you'll understand that other tongues, by the way. You'll understand that there were many different people of different languages. It's just right there. You'll understand that, and you'll see, but as they began to speak, everyone in an unknown language heard that. And, and there was a power that had came over them. And do you know what the power was? The power was the gift that Jesus Christ told the people that they would get. And it didn't start here. Way back even with Samuel uh, and, and the prophets and others from then on uh, spoke of the gift that would come uh, through Jesus Christ. Not only his eternal life of salvation, but the gift of power that would come at certain times in the Old Testament. It is now with every believer, born again believer of God. We have a power. Do you not know that? We have a power within us. We have a power that is within us that is greater than any force in this world. Yes, it is. It is greater than any force that we have. But it, I want to get to my text. And, um, maybe too. I, I promise you when he says that's enough, I'll finish it tonight if I'm not there. Okay? But in saying that, uh, <clears throat> he even told him in his... Uh, a message there in his discourse. He even told him in, in, in the latter part of chapter 2 uh, that promise uh, that was coming to them would not only be for them, uh, but to your children, in verse 38, but to your children and to all that are afar off. And guess what? I was afar off in the distance. You were afar off in the distance of time. And that power uh, would come when we receive uh, Jesus Christ. So uh, we realize that today. And then at that that time, after that, then Peter are going up into the temple. Uh, it was the hour to go for prayer, and we know that story, and I'm not going to dwell on that, although I love that story. <clears throat> they were going up into the temple, and they're laid right out in front of the porches uh, uh, to entrance into the temple. Uh, they're laid out a man lame, right? And everybody walked right by because, well, I don't know what I can do for you, buddy. I'm sorry, but you know what? I, I wish you the best, or I'll pray for you. How many times do you say that, and you don't even think twice about it after you said it? Just planting something. But Peter and John came, and this man who was asking simply for money, you know what he said? He said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. You know what he was saying, such as I have? Peter realized he had a power. Peter realized he had a power within him now that was not of him, that it was of God. He realized that he had a power that was not by his strength, but by his spirit. He realized that he had a power.
power that all things are possible, Mark 9, 23, to him that believes, he realized that if he believed that, he realized that power that was there. And my friend, may I tell you something? That kind of power is contagious. Do you know that? The Bible says when Peter preached there on the day of Pentecost, and many people believe that, 3,000 souls was added to the church that day. That day, and many believed upon that power and knowing and showing the power. And I'm not talking about mighty power. I'm not talking about power of wealth, and you know that. I'm not power of position. You know that because this power of position, my friend, comes from the knee. It comes from him above. Uh, The power that we're talking about is the power of the gift that was promised, and that is of the Holy Ghost. You know when that comes? That comes the moment you ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart, forgive you of your sins, and to uh, uh, cleanse you and give you his home in heaven uh, that he says he's prepared. Uh, That's when the power comes. We call it salvation, uh, the gift of eternal life. For God so loved the world. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your past is. Oh, I forgot. Well, we're going to keep on going now. I forgot the declaration. Maybe we'll do it at the end. That's all right. I'm not stopping now. Uh, But listen here. It doesn't matter of what your past is. It doesn't matter what your lifestyle has been. It doesn't matter what tracks you lived on. My friend, what God seeks, he said he seeks out to the uttermost. And I want you to know that when he comes in and saves, he saves from the inside out. And he gives you and I at that point in time a gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the power that we have. And he says he dwells within us. Let this settle in a minute. Part of the Trinity lives in us. Ooh, Lord. Oh, I better straighten up. Oh, I need to run a sweeper. I need to do, you know. Part of the Trinity lives within you and I as a child of God. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. There we have power. Where is the power? We have power. God gave us the power. You didn't earn it. Calls it the gift of the Holy Ghost. We didn't earn it. So where is the power? Is the power in one who speaks out and does the craziest things? No. The power is in the one who realizes where the power is from and where it lies. The power comes from God, who has the power to give life and take it. The power comes from God who gave us this kind of power. You know why? Because when he walked the earth during his ministry, he showed his power. And guess what? Now he ascended and he left you and I to show his power. I haven't even got to my text yet. I'm going to do that right now. Um, Chapter 4, I promise. Just a little bit. Chapter 4. Now, so Peter and John, they heal. I'm going to get right, just a minute, one more. They heal, uh, they, but through God, such as I have, I give thee in the name of Jesus Christ in Nazareth. See, it wasn't in Peter, it wasn't in John, but he knew he had a power, and he knew it came from Jesus Christ. 
And so because of this, there became a great uproar. Oh, my goodness, they, the whole church didn't. I mean, they just couldn't try to figure out what was all taking place. And because of that, then Peter went on in and began to preach into the temple there. And you know what? The Bible says that there were 5,000 men. Just besides any other, just there were 5,000 that accepted Christ on that day. You talk about a commotion. If you get 5,000 people together and they start lifting up Jesus and they start praising God, I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be heard all around the area. And I want you to know something here. That was because someone who knew the power of God, believed in the power of God, knew that the power of God was entrusted and entrusted to him, used the power of God and showed the power of God and the power of God moved in a mighty way the power of God isn't moving in a mighty way today may I say because we as God's children don't use the power of God like we should use the power of God oh me listen here I'm not going to be your cheerleader I'm not that pastor you know that you can have churches today that well, you can go to and they'll lift you up and they'll give you that great thoughts and go away making you feel good. But I want to tell you something. This is a message here. God preached the message and Peter preached the message. Why? They didn't make them feel good. The Bible says it pricked their hearts. It showed them where they were in their lives. So they gathered them together. Okay. Verse 1. Chapter 4. And as... They spake unto the people, the priest and the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them. And by the way, this is the same group that arrested Jesus Christ. This is the same group of people, the priest, okay, uh, uh, the captain of the temple there, a uh, captain of the temple. He is the one who's over all the guards. He is the one. So they are the Sadducees, by the way. They didn't even believe in the resurrection. But guess what they were? They were very intellectual and they were very wealthy. And there are people today that want the intellect and the the wealthy in their congregation. I'm going to tell you what I want, whosoever will. Your intellect and your wealth, don't cut it. Okay? But I want whosoever will, he said, let them come. But because of their intellect and because of their wealth, guess what? They had a prominent place even in the church, in the temple here. So they had a prominent place. They had a say-so. And because they did not believe in the resurrection of the dead, they were saying, we need to put a stop to this. We need to put a stop to this. And being grieved or being upset, okay, verse 2, and being upset or grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection of the dead, and they laid hands on them, they took them, physically took them, and put them in Hold until the next day or in a cell, in a prison, in jail. Till the next day because it was evening and under their law they couldn't do that. After the sun went down. But anyway, how be it many of them which heard the word believed and the number of the men was as I said about 5,000. And it came to pass on the morrow of the next day the rulers and elders and scribes and Annas and the high priests and all these people were also the ones that were there. They were in this first trial that was illegal. These are the ones that they went to with Jesus and they found him guilty. But he wasn't, of course. So all these people had gathered here, the people of great prestige, and of the high priests were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, when they had brought Peter and John in the midst of all these intimidating people that they knew exactly what kind of a power they had, they knew that they had the power to say, let's behead them. 
They knew that they had the power to say, let's beat them. So understand that. Who they're sitting around. Who, who they're there before. Uh, so they asked him, by what power or by what name have you done this? <laughs> Give them an opportunity to open the door. You need to respond, right? An opportunity was given, so they responded. And Peter, what does it say? Being filled with the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to tell you something. When Jesus Christ saved you, you got as much of the salvation you'll ever get. You got as much of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost you'll ever get. It's just the more you use it, the more you realize you have it. You understand that? And so Peter, being filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and the elders of Israel, if we this day be examine of the good deed done unto this impotent man, that lame man I was telling you about, uh, that, listen here now, here they're going to give the answer that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. <laughs> how, can you, how can you counteract that? How can you go against the, you don't have any kind of power when that man's been lame for so long and now he's standing there with him? How can you go against that? Listen here, that's what they're saying. And he said, this stone which was set not of your builders, which has become the head of the chief cornerstone. Listen, you, we, we, as a young man, we build houses. And, and when we put the footer down and we start to lay the block, first thing we had to do was get the cornerstone right. Get those first few blocks right because every other block that was laid went off of those blocks. Do you understand that? Those blocks had to be just right because if they weren't right, those others would keep on going out this way. But if it was just where it had to be, the others would be in line as well. And that's what they were saying here. This cornerstone uh, that you tried to destroy, uh, listen here, has become the head corner. And he said, neither with that being said, uh, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name given among heaven whereby men must be saved. Do you understand that? That's what he was sharing uh, with these people that had great power physically, great power with their law in their day. But Peter was saying, your power don't scare me. Your power is not the power that I look to. My friend, may I tell you today, we as children of God have a power within us, but we let a power overwhelm us. We let a power overwhelm us. We have for a long time now, actually for centuries, because this is what they were trying to do right here. They were trying to silence the church from its very beginning. They were trying to silence it right here from the very beginning, and someone stood up and said, Oh, no, you won't. I thank God today that there is a people that are willing to believe in the power that indwells within them that will stand up and speak the word of God to people. Listen, I'm not talking about pastors and preachers. I'm talking about Christians today that are willing to stand up and speak in the power that indwells in them. And when they saw the boldness, you see there's that word, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and they realized, well, these are ignorant and unlearned men. Oh, let me read it. They were ignorant and unlearned men, and they marveled, and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Well, I believe where their power may be coming from is that Jesus they're speaking about. 
And I'm going to tell you something. If you walk and live and talk and breathe in that power that you have, people are going to take notice of the power that is within you, and they're going to see where it comes from. And guess what? They're going to want that power. They're going to want that kind of power, right? They're going to want that. You know why? Because with that power comes a freedom like you've never had before. With that power comes a a blessedness of peace that passes all understanding. With that kind of power comes a blessed assurance. (laughs) Paul went on to say to young Timothy, as he was getting ready to have his head cut off there on that stump, he said, my... Time of departures at hand. I fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. He knew it was about to happen. Do you think he was giving up his power? No. He was resting in the power. Sometimes, my friend, God shows us that we need to use that power. And sometimes God says that power that you have within you, now you can rest in that power. You can be assured that that power goes beyond what man can do. Yeah, let me go on. So, and beholding them, which he was healed standing with them, they couldn't say nothing against that. But when they had come, commanded them to go outside of the council, they they said, okay, you guys got to go outside. We need to talk about this, okay? We need to figure out what we're going to do. And the miracle that had been done, they said to themselves, for indeed a a notable miracle had been done by them, Is it manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem? Is it possible for all them that dwell in Jerusalem? And we cannot deny it, but that it spread no further. See, they don't want a child of God's power to spread. This world is the same way today. This world does not want the child of God's power to spread. And do you know why? who keeps it from being spread? The world does not keep your power from spreading. Do you understand that? This government... I love it with all of its faults. It's still the best place I know of to live. I've been in a number of other countries. This is still the best place to be. Listen, all with all of its faults, this government doesn't take your power or give you power. We understand this power comes from God. And the more we realize that we have this power, the more we can say into that mountain, be thou removed, that mountain of doubt, that mountain of confusion, that mountain of whatever it might be, okay? You can say, and it's going to be done. The more we can make great things happen, not that we do that, but God needs a vessel for his power to be used today. God needs a vessel for his power because he is going to heaven. So guess who he's chose as his vessel? The child of God, the Christian, he's chose you to show his power, to use his power, to proclaim his power. And in so doing, that's going to draw people. We got it all backwards, don't we? So many churches in our land and country have it all backwards. They try to do this, that, or the other, and this little thing or that little thing. You know, the bottom line is, as the old stands we sing we've got the power in the name of jesus and though satan rages we will not be defeated we've got the power i got gas in a can in my garage you know what's for to mow and i put it in my mower i got a nice mower i got a nice zero turn 
I don't care how nice my mower is. I don't care how good it sets. If I don't put the power, the gas in the mower, it ain't going nowhere. I ain't going to mow. I ain't going to do the intended purpose that that mower's for. God put a power in the church, but unless we use that power, the church will not be what it's intended for. The mower in the church analogy. Mine. Let me go on. So they called them, and they commanded them not to speak anymore in the name of... Isn't that what they're doing today? Isn't that what verse 18? They called them and they said, listen, this is what we're going to tell you, command you to keep in mind. These are the people that said crucify him. These are the ones that sent him on and said, no, we don't want to have him here anymore, Jesus. These are the same people that had that kind of power. And they told them not to speak nor teach in the name of Jesus. What day of the week you want to listen to the news and you'll hear that somewhere? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're trying to take the power. You know, we talk about trying to take the, the prayer out of the schools and the ladies did that, you know, and did that. We talk about the power of the home. I mentioned that, I think, last week. We talk about all this and that happened and that happened. Mm-mm. You don't understand this. Understand this. The only power the world has is the power that you give them that you don't use in Christ. The only power that the adversity and the adversary has is the power that you give them. We have a horrible drug problem right now. And you know why? It's because that drug has a very strong power. But that power, that drug cannot do anything unless it's ingested. That drug cannot do anything unless it's put in your body in one form or another. That's the only way that drug has a power. My friend, we need to pray because that's what's happening. You know, I said a long time ago, all it takes for evil to triumph is for the church or the Christians to do nothing. All it takes for evil to triumph is for the church to do nothing. And you know what the Bible says? I'm going to come to a close here. Get ready back here. I'll finish this later. All it takes for the church to to lose its power and to have evil triumph is we become silent. Is we become silent. The Bible says about the five wise and five foolish virgins, okay, said they all slumbered and slept. May I tell you something this morning, church? Do you have power? Do you have the power that Jesus gives? Do you know where the gift of the Holy Ghost is? And it's not an it. It's a he. Do you know where the Holy Ghost, you know where he dwells? Yeah. He dwells within us. We love to talk about going to heaven and having a heavenly home, but... The whole purpose of us being saved is that we can carry on his power upon this earth until he calls us home. Why is the church declining across the United States of America? I'll say it once again. For evil to triumph, the church has to do simply do nothing. That's what's taking place, okay? But 
When they went to speak, Peter, and I'm going to close with this. When they gathered to speak about what we're going to do, Peter and John began to pray. Maybe I'll pick that up tonight or some other time. Come tonight and see if I will. If I won't, it, Brother Michael or somebody else will preach and I'll do it another time. But when they took counsel to see what was going to take place, understand what the disciples, what Peter and John, the apostles, understand what they did. Understand what they did. My friend, that up. Yeah. No, I'm not here to cheerlead. Cheerlead, I am here to encourage every... We need encouragement. But I'm also here to call us out, if you will. Okay, I'm here to prick the heart through the power of the preached word, through the Holy Spirit. I'm here to do that. If we didn't love you, if I didn't love you, that wouldn't... I'd just tell you, oh man, I want to tell you, you do this, this, and you'll have a great week. Everything will be fun. No. Jesus is the only way to heaven. And without him, you're not going. Okay? And when you have him, he gives you a power that you can tread on serpents the evils of this world. He gives you a power that you can overcome every evil thing that comes your way. He will give you that kind of a power. Now, here's the thing. Are you living? First of all, do you believe you have that power? Do you believe you have that power? Oh, gosh, there's the trouble. Just saying. We got the power, okay? Power's in each and every one of us. And you know what, how we use the power? Yeah, I know that, but that person's got a bigger power, more power than let them do it. And God's wanting you to be the match to get the fire burning. Hmm? Yeah. Let's stand today. Let's be bold today. Let's realize today what God has done what God is doing, the gift he has given, realize that today. And may I tell you today, if you don't have this kind of power and you don't know anything of it, you want this kind of power, it starts by accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. You're here today and you want to be saved, just come down the aisle and say, Pastor, I need Christ in my life. I'll, I'll pray with you, call the associate down, he'll pray with you, whatever. Let's listen to the music. You know, I fully understand that This is a message that may have to settle in before you have that aha moment. I'm simply just saying, let it settle in to realize the moment you ask Jesus to become your Lord and Savior, the gift of the Holy Ghost came in and dwelled within you. And there is power not in me, not by might, not by power, but by his spirit. There is power. There is power indwelling us. I, it, I wrestled too, okay? I didn't get much sleep last night. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't know if I can preach this one. I mean, straight up. But I want you to be straight up too.
I saw my weakness. I saw where I could do more. Just think what we could do if we realize the power that God has given us.